to ECW or April 2000 of wrestling 20 years ago and it is me and Yali with what we thought was going to be a quiet TV month turns out rather eventful month in the news world of ECW this year month Yali how the fuck are we uh not too bad mate getting bored with this lockdown nonsense I can't lie um yeah it's smashed smashed out a few gaming things and watched a lot of tv and working from home now like you are and yeah generally getting that agitated shit, yeah. at that point. <laughs> well it'd help if the right hand knew what the left hand was doing wouldn't it really it would and what's your drink for this podcast young christopher uh, bud light again because it's still four for three fifty in morrison's and I am drinking another cold brew tea. This time it's orange and mango. It's very nice. Yeah. Tastes, yeah. tastes like a very posh squash. Fruity. Mm. So, as we did mention there, we do have a rather newsworthy month this month. Um, so, let's go in and have some headlines. So, awesome leaves. Taz is back. ECW title on SmackDown. Tommy final finally gets the big one for a few minutes anyway. So ECW and WCW officials reached a settlement that allowed Mike Awesome to leave and go to WCW. On April the 11th, the two sides reached a verbal agreement, but minutes later, ECW's legal team grew, grew upset with the unspecified move to WCW and called off the agreement minutes before he was meant to go out for Thunder. This was all sorted in time for him to then actually go out on the next week's Nitro and attack Kevin Nash, more of which you will probably hear about in the WCW show. Two days later, the two sides obviously did have that talk and got to the point where he could be on the show. Part of the deal is Awesome had to appear at the Indianapolis show on April the 13th to drop the ECW title. He did that to returning WWF star Taz. He came back and won the title at a non-televised house show, but the match was then shown on Hardcore TV. Paul Heyman contacted the WWF and asked for permission to use Taz for two shows. After speaking with the front office workers, Heyman later spoke to Vince himself, and Vince granted Heyman's request with little hesitation and said that he was had expressed his displeasure in the way that Awesome had left to go to WCW. The WF office worker called Taz later the day and told him about the angle. For the match itself, Awesome arrived in Indianapolis with WCW's head of security, Doug Dillinger. Big. Doug. Awesome didn't go to the arena. He didn't go in the locker room. He literally got bussed in from a hotel two blocks away, taken straight in, discussed the match with Jim Molyneux, 
and had the match. Taz and Tommy Dreamer went to Awesome's Hotel afterwards. Literally came in, did the job, and went away. The only ECW member of staff to speak to Awesome was his on-screen manager, Judge Jeff Jones. They walked out through the car crowd post-match and never to be seen again. Talking of Taz, obviously being a WWF guy, he took the ECW title to SmackDown and Raw. On the April 20th SmackDown, he had a title versus title match against Triple H, which Tommy Dreamer cost him the match, so leading Triple H to pin Taz. ECW officials vetoed the idea originally to have Tommy use the title belt instead of the chair. This leads into Cyberslam, where Dreamer beat Taz to finally win the big one and take the ECW title. But Tommy's win was only for a very short amount of time, as Ratface Knacker, just incredible, beats him straight afterwards to take the belt. <sighs> ECW USA. So strong sources in the cable industry are saying that ECW will take the place of Monday Night Raw on the USA Network. Making his first public comments about this, Paul Heyman has said it's he's not been or he will not comment on the USA's business. He will not comment on CBS's business or their deals with me or their alleged deals with Vince McMahon and the XFL. That this is Vince's trigger to pull. It is in the best interests, the best interests of the WWF and the XFL to delay the decision or disclosure of any decision until the absolute last minute. Barry Diller, who is the president of the USA Network, might get more and more antsy with less time to fill the cable real estate. CBS is in a position where Vince can demand more money and don't know whether Diller is going to match their offer. With the rest of the television and wrestling world will be scrambling to access the damage and reevaluate their own positions, but nobody can make a move until Vince makes his. So, one of those where it looks very much likely ECW or USA Network will be looking at taking up ECW once Vince uh, goes over to TNN. But obviously, mm. until official words are said, we have no real knowledge. Yeah, I mean, pro wrestling, isn't it? Everything's rumour and happenstance until anything's made official. So, it may be that they're in extremely early talks. So it's hard to say, really. Uh, It's one of those of the USA Network have had wrestling on there since, what, 93? When Raw started? Yeah, I mean, it's been, apart from obviously the dark times, it's been um, profitable for them. Even then, I should imagine, it's always... Turned the money, advertising revenue and things like that. Or they'd have dropped it back in like 94, 95 when it was on the downturn. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, our final uh, bit of news here is we have an update on New Jack. 
So New Jack is telling his friends he is seeing a doctor about severe vision problems that he's been having since that scaffold bump. Jack is claiming that doctors have told him that it may remain that he is unable to see properly within the next four to six months. There's a chance it may never improve. Some are sceptical because he, he's yet to tell management, nor has he had his driving privileges revoked even. As in the case of vision loss, physicians are required by law to notify the Department of Motor Vehicles. Uh, doesn't maybe sound wants, great. Yeah, but... maybe he just wants some time off. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't sound good, and hopefully it's just a question of him working people. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed, he's okay. I was going to say, we... Yeah. You see that that bump was fucking ridiculous oh, and fucking horrendous. Not, if if, if horrendous. a bit of vision problems is all that he's left with, yeah, he got out of it fucking like that. Yeah, he's, he's done all right. Yeah, because that could have quite easily been a broken fucking skull. Well, yeah, it could have killed him if he landed yeah. anywhere. Severe brain damage could have ended up a paraplegic. You just don't know. So yeah, it was awful. So, obviously, a lot to discuss with regards to Mike Awesome. Obviously, um, we won't go into Taz and the title matches because we will be covering them later on. Yeah, but it has finally happened. We talked it up, didn't we? <laughs> um, I think it's one of those situations where what on earth was in his contract if he had one? For WCW to step in the way they have, yeah. Um, was he just on a handshake deal? Like, I don't know. It's purely speculation, but um, you can't really blame him. Like, he's going to get a lot more money in WCW. Yeah. Um, you know, he opened his first night in. He's up. He's in there with Nash. Yeah. Like, you can't ask for a. A, there's not many bigger you could put him in there with opponent wise apart from someone maybe like Goldberg or somebody like that but hold fire on that one do you know what I mean but yeah but yeah perfect um it's a shame to see him go because he has been excellent for ECW and he's been exactly what they needed when they did lose people like Taz and everything like that but and and the thing is I know we haven't said this, but he looks like a wrestler. If you if you went up to Joe Average in the public and go, yeah, you put a lineup of ECW guys, yeah, and go, which one of these yeah. is a wrestler? Oh, yeah, it's the six foot four, two hundred and seventy five man with a mark. Yeah, hundred percent. Whereas um, you know, Ratface yeah. or Rat Dreamer, yeah. you know, don't look like quote unquote wrestlers that you see. Yeah. In, in no, the big wrestlers as like not you know, your traditional, yeah, yeah, not your traditional wrestlers to uh, to your casual audience. They they see big burly guys. They they're gonna know who Hulk Hogan is and maybe Andre the Giant. Yeah, but probably from the Princess Bride more than anything else. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think I think he'll do well. Um, the only reason this wouldn't work is if they fuck it up. 
basically, which you can't rule out. With it's Ru- it's, I was going to say, it's Ruta and Bischoff. Yeah, you can't you can't rule out them being like, oh, oh, I tell you what, we've got this big fucking killer. Let's, uh, let's team him up with Rey Mysterio. Yeah, okay, why? Or, like, or, let's have him... Or have him with fucking Buff Bagwell or some shit like that. Yeah, some fucking awesomely buff team or something, I don't know. But yeah, like just don't have them doing dance offs or anything, and we'll be fine. Yeah, there, there it is. Him in with fucking free count. That, that. Oh, oh, I'd quite enjoy that if he was killing them. To be fair. Yeah, if he's killing them, yeah, but yeah, having him in there fucking dancing with them, we don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, odd, very odd situation. Um, ECW found them in, obviously. Um. There was no reason for asking for Taz. They could have easily just done Tommy Dreamer or Raven or somebody. That was purely, from my opinion, a fuck you to WCW. Yeah. That was a bit like, well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, he's our world champion. But we will have a Fed guy go over him. There's obviously some sort of working relationship between the Fed and ECW because you've seen so many guys go the other way. Like, yeah. With no sort of happenstance. No, or well, no animosity. Arguments, no, yeah. I mean, there's no... Um, I mean, you're obviously with WCW, you had Raven go and then leave. You've had others... Mikey's of, been and gone. Fucking... Yeah. Sandman's been and gone, Sabu's been and come back. Yeah, and it's gone again. But yeah, I mean, there's been a few who have gone over to the WCW and it's not really worked out, but whether they think they've got a better chance than the Fed, whether it's the New York thing with Heyman being a New Yorker and the Fed being a New York-based territory back in the day, so they would have been his territory, if that makes sense. That's what he'd have grown up probably watching um past but there's obviously some sort of they've obviously got a better relationship as two companies than Heyman has with WCW even though he worked in WCW but yeah. management changes I mean what was he there was he 92 93 yeah 92 no, Dave yeah. Lyons was back end of 92 so you'd probably gone about 93 yeah so i mean you've probably had 15 different fucking managers in since then bookers and all sorts so there's yeah. probably no um he probably doesn't know anyone in the office to be honest bar bischoff and he probably thinks he's a camp so uh yeah yeah uh-huh. but he'd been a fucking third squad fucking announcer when he when uh Heyman was there. Yeah, where did he take over? Was it 94? Yeah. Yeah, as ch- chief exec or whatever. Executive produce, whatever the fucking thing. I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, interesting. It'd be good to see what WCW do with him. Um, is it enough to make me want to watch WCW in the year 2000 with how fucking stinky it's been since the end of 98? Probably not. I don't know. I will, it's probably. I will see. Like awesome 
Yeah, I will see what Awesome does, but will that make me want to sit through two hours of Nitro? Nah. Depends how much you like a car crash. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'd, I'd say, well, I'll keep an eye out, see what he does, see how they treat him, see what they have him do. But I'm under no illusion that they're going to put the belt on him or anything like that and push him to the moon because I just don't trust them. No. So we will go straight into TV. We open up with Raven and Francine telling us that they weren't the ones to put the bounty out on Tommy. Just 
show you on television. So you just heard there, obviously, Raven fans can tell us that it wasn't them. The Baldies come out and attack Raven. We then see Sinister Minister telling us that he's pulling everyone's strings. And at this point, he has Mikey as a marionette. We get a match between Carino and Cash, which doesn't go very far as Rhino comes in and gores Cash so Carino gets the win. Uh-huh. Guido is told that his TV title match for next week will be a freeway dance with Tajiri. Uh-huh. We see a TV title match between Mikey and Super Crazy. Super Crazy wins after hitting a springboard moonsault. Post-match, Guido jumps him. That is until Tajiri comes out, kicks both of their heads off and mists and kicks Crazy. We then get Tommy with a rebuttal about the bounty on his head. Let me get something straight. It's the year 2000, and there's a bounty placed on my head. What a joke. All these guys are going to come in and try to collect. Here's real money. I'll double what he's paying you for anyone man enough to get the job done. I can't understand you, Raven. Why won't you face me one-on-one? We have fought so many times before. We know each other like the back of our hand. And trust me when I tell you, I hate the back of my hand right now. And if you could get out of your pill-induced stupor for one minute and realize that through failed gimmicks and unsuccessful stays elsewhere, you're nothing without me. And you want to claim that you hate me, but you need me. 
and you want to blame your father for your messed up life. But if you peel back your hair and pull out your piercings and look underneath your tattoos, you're a 36-year-old man who should finally realize the person he hates most is himself. Face it, Scotty. Without Tommy Dreamer, there is no Raven. Obviously, the Baldies come out at the end of that, and Dreamer is getting beat down. That is, until we hear Metallica and out comes Sandman. They take advantage of canes and weapons until the Baldies finally make the numbers count. We then get the most random of saves as out comes Raven, hits the even flow DDT and gets the win. Raven and Tommy square up until out comes Mike Awesome. Awesome says Raven didn't put the hit out on him. And we find out who did. It was Judge Jeff Jones. Awesome, awesome bombs Raven for a table and then a running awesome bomb for a table for Tommy. And we hear why Jeff Jones put that hit out right now. You know, which a lot of people are wondering why I put the bounty on Tommy Dreamer's head. Was it because I thought Mike Olsen was afraid of him? Hell no! I was sitting back watching some old tapes, Memphis, Florida, all those other old good territories, and they had the bounty. And I figure for my own amusement, Put a bounty on Tommy Dreamer's head. Hell, I blamed it on Raven. What about him? What about Raven? You got the credit for that one, pal. You didn't even want it. You didn't even know about the bounty. What? Mike, come on. No, Mike. Mike. Mike, come on. Shut up. Hey, I want my payoff for kicking Tommy Dreamer's ass. Okay, okay, okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Get up and give it to me. What about Raven? I took his ass out too. There was never a hit on Raven. It was just Tommy. What about Raven? Okay, okay. I, I got some extra cash. Hold on, Mike. Hold on. Give Mike, it okay. to me now. Okay, hold on. I'm just reaching in. I'm just getting the cash. Okay, cool. Mike, hold on, please. I'm just here. Here, here. So that's for Raven. That's for Raven. Yeah. Yeah. I got money in my pocket. I got food on my plate. And I've got the world heavyweight title on my shoulder. And you want to know why? Because I'm awesome! We go into week two's TV, and the first image we see is that Taz has returned to ECW. We see the arse end of the match between Rhino and Cash, where Rhino wins with a power driver. Jazz is walking around the back telling us that she wants to beat the shit out of Dawn Marie. We get a tag match between the Impact players and Nova and Chetty. The finish of this comes as Jazz comes in as she tries to help, but gets a power drive from Lance. A belt shot to Chetty keeps the Impact players with the titles. We then get the footage of Taz versus Mike Awesome. They exchange forearms, and they brawl to the outside and then back into the ring. The ref gets hit in the corner. Tommy comes out, hits the DDT. Taz puts on the Taz mission, and Taz wins. 
And as we said, awesome fucks off through the crowd as quick as he comes in. And we see Taz celebrating with the belt. And our main event for the evening is a freeway dance between Guido, Tajiri, and Super Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy gets the early elimination. Guido after Tajiri hits a double stomp through the top rope, through the table, where Guido is also covered by a bunch of chairs. And for the final fall, we see Rhino come out, hitting a power driver for a table on Super Crazy, and Tajiri getting the win. So our new TV champion is Super Crazy. Cyrus comes out to celebrate. Sandman comes out and canes all of the entourage until Tajiri hits Red Mist and Rhino gores him through a table. To finish the episode, out comes RVD with Riggs. They clear the ring and stare down at Rhino as we go off the air. So we'll hit both the first two episodes here nice and quickly because obviously the first one, the main part of it, is yeah. pretty much not relevant as soon as it's finished. Pretty we obviously much, yeah. the bounty being out on Tommy, obviously that was the whole thing that was running through that episode. And then because Awesome's fucked off, let's just ignore that, shall we? Yeah, <laughs> didn't happen. So, um, in obviously week two, Taz and Awesome... It was what it should have been. It was nice. It was quick. It it didn't bury awesome, but it was the job that it was done as in a, in a good way of a job for it. it had to be that you know mm. Tommy Tommy helped. Yeah, Taz puts in the Taz mission. He looks strong. Tommy gets over as you know the hero of ECW, and awesome gets to fuck off without it being more than a few minutes and him having video footage of him getting lobbed around by Taz in the ECW sure. ring. I mean, I mean, that's how it, it should have been done. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, so, just so surreal what's going on, really, isn't it? Like, WCW's approach for Awesome, whatever Awesome's contract, if he had one, with ECW, it's just so fucking weird. Like, what is going on? Do you know what I mean? What is shit? Like, if a company's as strangely run as this, ECW-wise, if he wasn't working with a full contract or something like that, then fuck me, no wonder TNN don't want to keep him. Regardless yeah. of ratings, it's like... Fucking hell. Imagine how awkward it must be dealing with him. Yeah, it's... it's like, fuck. So this it feels sounds like a we, shambles. So we haven't... We don't know the full details of what was going on with the contract situation. Yeah. But, you know, this isn't the first time someone's let a fucking contract over, overrun and not think about it and let someone fuck off with a title, though, is it? No, exactly. You know, the Fed have even done this when they've been guilty and fucking Medusa turned up. Yeah. With the women's belt, didn't she? Because yeah, they forgot like to fucking redo a site, redo a contract. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not something that 
is new in wrestling and it's not like oh ECW the first ones to do this level of fuck up. Yeah. But it is fucking surreal to see a WWF contracted wrestler in a ring with a WCW guy at an ECW event. Yeah. And a house show at that. Yeah. Like I'm sure like obviously there was a rush to get the belt off awesome. Yeah. However, there was probably I shouldn't think WCW were going to let him drop it on a pay-per-view or anything like that. It was very much a here and now. Like, I think Vince would have been the opposite. They would have said, so you're going to have one of my mid-card fed guys go over your champion who's just signed for WCW. Vince would have been fucking loving that. Yeah. But, like, I, yeah, I mean, it would have been good to see it on a pay-per-view. But, like, it was just an emergency job, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. But yeah, fucked up. Absolutely fucked up situation. Though it's the thing with this is, obviously, I don't know how much is going to be covered on the Fed show, but obviously he has his match on SmackDown, champion versus champion with trips. Yeah. Then he's on Raw the next Monday, losing to fucking Crash Holly in a four-way match. Yeah, exactly. Where he comes out with the fucking belt. It's just like... You've gone, here we go, here's your little golden carrot. We're going to sort of show the little engine yeah. hood on the big show just to shit all over them next week. Yeah. We're fucking having Crash Holly win a four-way match with Taz in it. It's just like, meh. Yeah. Cheers for the rub, boys. Yeah, thanks for that. But, well, that's just the Fed being the Fed, isn't it? But, we're very... And, and uh, I know partly what you're probably going to say about this, but the freeway TV title match. Yes, you know, we've seen all these three have it before and yeah. every, every month we, we get it again. Yeah. But this one was much more brutal than I we've ever seen these be. Yeah, and I think because the TV title's been involved as well, it has kind of freshened it up a little bit. I did actually enjoy this match. Um, because there was something on the line. Do you know what I mean? I said, well, Tajiri ends up winning, obviously. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. I, I, I as much as I like Super Crazy, it was a very short, uneventful run with it. Um, obviously this comes on a later episode, but I was a bit like, when they constantly trying to give the belt to Rhino, so where's Tajiri in the match? But yeah. then we find out what the plan is which i'm happy with as well do you know what i mean so uh yeah. yeah i i like this because it wasn't their standard fare no it wasn't high spot high spot high spot kick out kick out kick out it was a bit different bit of blood it, a bit more violent yeah, yeah. i mean it's just i mean i enjoyed it and i didn't get bored i didn't decide to go and make a cup of tea halfway through or anything like that which again i take nothing away from the guys but just when you've seen it so many times it just leaves nothing there's nothing that interests me with it after a while but at least having some stakes involved changed that a little bit for me so yeah it was fine it's good it's enjoyable so we go into week three where sinister minister tells us all about 
everything that's going on and everyone pulling strings and that he will not ever go back to WCW because he's been there before. Yeah, I doubt they want him back, to be fair, judging by the state of these promos. <laughs> it's not been a good month for the Sinister Minister. Uh, piss. Utter piss. We get Joel and Joey doing their usual uh, open, and the Impact players come out. Dawn Marie comes out and tells us that she's not afraid of jazz. But this brings out Francine and Raven. The Impact's jump, Mike, uh, jump Raven which turns into an impromptu tag match with Raven and Mikey versus the Impacts. Justin getting the win after hitting That's Incredible on Mikey. We see Cyrus in the ring, and at the time he's in there with CW, telling us that no one wants to see him or Electra. He then calls out Scotty Anton, also known as Scotty Briggs, as we all know him as. Mm-hmm. Um, and tells us that he doesn't have a contract and will not be used here. Riggs tells us that he's going to kick Cyrus's ass. That is until Rhino comes out, and we get an impromptu match between Rhino and Riggs. Rhino goes Sky and the ref for a table to finish the match. Post match, RVD comes out and they brawl until pretty much the majority of the roster and Atlas Security call them apart. Mm-hmm. We get a bull rope match between Carino and Tommy. Victory gets involved, as you'd expect, which brings out the Sandman. So it turns into a tag match. After the Sandman and Tommy have the advantage for a while, Tajiri comes out to make it three on two. Sandman then gets a suplex onto a ladder. And we hear (coughs) natural killers. We see New Jack come down. And New Jack does New Jack. And we just basically get a mass brawl. The finish comes with New Jack pinning Carino after a top rope chair shot. Post-match, Rhino beats down all three until out comes Dusty hitting bionic elbows on all and Sandman with a bastard of a cane shot on Rhino as the faces celebrate as we go off the air. Quick sort of uh, let's ignore the the stuff that happened in week one in that and completely start over. Obviously, Raven and the Impacts there having a little bit of a feud going on. Nothing much. Obviously, we can see Rhino uh, still doing Cyrus's bidding because obviously Scotty Riggs, a.k.a. Scotty Anton, um, yeah. being RVD's buddy is clearly yeah. the enemy of Cyrus. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, basically, Team ECW versus the network there in our in our main event with uh, Sandman, Dusty, New Jack and uh, Tommy going over. Are we getting NWO Mark II, the ECW version? Uh, let's hope not. Um, if we do, let's not fucking make it so bloated. Um, but the networks are so. so I mean, NWO wasn't the first faction. Everyone acts like it is. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it was the first big one that was like majorly integral to the 
every aspect of the show going forward. I mean, you had the Four Horsemen, you've had others, the but they were ones before that were never yeah. trying to take over give, the company, take yeah. over the company, or be the complete opposite to the company. Obviously, yeah, the Horsemen. Yes, they were a faction, but they were basically a group to themselves. The same yeah. with the Million Dollar Corporation back yeah. in the Fed. So there has been Again, dangerous alliances. Yeah. You know, they've, yeah. they've, they've never been going against the company the way that the NWO was. So I mean, that's yeah. why we sort of go with that. Yeah, that, I mean, they, you can easily draw direct comparisons, granted. But I think ECW will want to put its own slant on things. And, I mean, the main difference is... Um, the network is going to be used to build main eventers, where the NWO yeah. was the main eventers. Yeah. With, well, the three main guys were, anyway, Hogan Hall and nash they were all main event guys yeah um so that that's the biggest difference to me is the network seems more there to build characters like carino like rhino uh, yeah. like tajiri so yeah but yeah. Mm, we shall see how this all plays out whether obviously what happens in the later episode obviously we get one of the guys obviously looks like the network thing is no longer for them yeah which sort of uh so we go into the final week's tv for the month and of the month where sinister minister was on shit form joel and joey were on top form and they're open for cyber slam has to be heard. I'm Joey Styles. And well, 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 it is I, the quintessential stud muffin, and the host of ECW on TNN, Joel, all the ladies in the house just want me to click their mouse, because when I'm on the internet, I make their panties wet. And, and as they sit at their computer and they sit on my sex shooter, they can surf through cyberspace and I'll upload right in their face. So, we go into the action where we see Tajiri in the ring being told by Cyrus that he has to hold hand over the title to Rhino, which we'll hear all of that now. The ECW World Television title to Cyrus, who represents the stinking network TNA. Network, it's hardly even a chance. Ladies and gentlemen, what a team player Yoshihiro Tajiri is. So I want 
everyone, just bear with me, because my Oriental friend, he no speak very good English. Oh, you, you big champion. Ah, world TV title, Ichiban. Tremendous. My son, you've had a hell of a run as world TV champion. It's been the greatest couple of weeks of your life, am I right? Yes, Ichiban. But now the time has come for you to do the right thing, for you to hold up your end of the deal. Yes, Tajiri, the time has come for you to hand the World TV title over to Rhino. What, he's gonna forfeit the title to Rhino? This is ECW. Our championships mean something here. They are not a joke. They are not a gimmick. They are not a rip. No, he doesn't understand English very well. You give Belto to Rhino. And uh, Tajiri was not wanting to do that. So we get a match between Rhino and Tajiri. And Tajiri gets the early advantage with a load of fucking massive kicks. A tree of woe ball stomp and the basement drop kick. Rhino hitting a spine buster. Tajiri hits a handspring into a chair. And some more massive head kicks. Rhino battles up but gets put into the, occup into the octopus. And uh, 
At this point, Carino and Victory comes in. Carino gets misted and a massive head kick and another head kick to Victory. Rhino with Gore and a pile driver gets a two. He hits a second pile driver that gets the win. Carino, Victory and Cyrus all in the ring, bouncing around, happy as fucking Larry. Cyrus telling us that no one stands up to the network, which brings out RVD and Riggs. RVD hits a spin kick to Rhino and a cannonball from the ring to the floor. At this point, we hear that Cyrus telling us that RVD is in, or that the network is in control, and he won't have a pay-per-view match against Rhino, but in fact, he'll be going against Jerry Lynn. Lynn comes out and tells Cyrus he can fuck off. Lynn tells us he hasn't been happy since he's been out injured the same amount of time as RVD because no one give a fuck about him and only cared about RVD. And he will be the whole fucking show. We see Rhino goring Sandman and Laurie, his wife, through a table. Uh-huh. We get Sinister Minister with a Ouija board, which was pretty fucking shit. We see highlights of the end of Carino versus Dusty, where Carino wins with a cowbell bionic. Hey. No, they finally they finally pulled the trigger and did it properly. Yeah. We see what looks like a fairly horrible injury, which I haven't been able to find out uh, much details on, where Lance get looks really quite badly hurt after taking a kryptonite crunch from Nova. It looks uh, awful. Like he's, it looks, I mean, sometimes there's always that element of doubt when they do an injury thing in the ring, but just judging by the ref's face, when Dawn Marie went to hug him after the match, when she pinned Jazz, yeah, and um, he was like, "No, don't touch me. I've hurt my neck." It looked fucking horrible. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, because like he's one, he's a guy you'd certainly expect them to be elevating with the yeah. loss of Mike Awesome potentially. Yeah, so that that one is not a nice looking injury, and said yeah. I. As of recording, I haven't been able to find out any sort of severity of that. Um, we know that Tommy beats Taz to win the title, but we don't get to see the match. They don't show it on telly. All we see is after the match where Taz hands the belt to Tommy and we see all of the locker room are in the aisle to celebrate with him. And you'll hear Tommy's emotional talk right now. Welcome back to Extreme Championship Wrestling. Earlier tonight, WWF superstar Taz was defeated by the new ECW World Heavyweight Champion, Tommy Dream. But that's just where this story begins. Taz, the consummate professional, then let the spotlight shine on Tommy Dream.
I've waited my whole life for this. I may never make it to WrestleMania. I never want to make it to Starcade. But I made it in the ECW arena. And from the bottom of my heart to all my fans that are here in other companies, I'm up in the heaven and all you fans, thank you very much. <laughs> Even Raven was out there. They buried the hatchet and have a hug. Out comes Ratface Naka, being a right <laughs> Ratface shit. It's yeah. that's incredible on on Raven and basically bullies Tommy into a title match. So the last thing we see this month is Justin versus Tommy. Uh, they brought in the crowd. Back to the ring. Tommy uses the ring belt to the nuts. 
back in. Justin hits an inverted DDT onto a chair. Some stomps. A corner bomb gets a two. Drop toe hold to a chair gets a two. And a swinging DDT for a two. Tommy hits a cutter and then a TKO through the table. Back in. Justin hits That's Incredible for a two. Tommy manages a DDT and gets a two. Tommy has Justin up for the Spicoli driver. Where Francine hits a low blow. A second that's incredible. And the win. The rat face knacker is your new champion. What a dick. Well, that'll put butts in seats. <laughs> so, we'll just sort of quickly go over stuff that happens at the beginning before we go into the full bit on the joys of Ratface Naka being our champ. Um, Tajiri and Rhino. Way to put over fucking Tajiri in a well, losing effort. The thing is, it's not just that. Like Tajiri's super popular with the crowd. Partly because of the matches he has had with Super Crazy and Little Guido. So he's getting cheered, even though he's part of the network and the whole setup. So it makes sense to turn him... So it was a good way they've done it. And yeah. uh, obviously you can potentially have him and Super Crazy join up to get their revenge. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know how that would work with Crazy, with Tajiri cheating to win the belt originally. But I'm not Paul Heyman. I'm not a master booker. I'm just a master baiter. Um, then uh, obviously... It puts Rhino in the position that you've got the belt for the network to play with now, haven't you? Yeah. Which helps as well. So um, there's nothing really that I disliked about this, about that whole thing. Like, I would have liked to see Tajiri have a little more of a run. The same yeah. as I'd like to super crazy, have a bit more of a run with a belt. But um, with, when Tajiri won against Super Crazy. I was like, oh, that's quick. But seeing how the whole thing's now panned out, it makes sense in the grand yeah. scheme of what the story they are. But there's so many... I mean, I, I don't try and knock wrestling fans because obviously I am one myself, but there's so many fans get pissed off with one little part of a bigger story without waiting to see the whole thing played out and that that is one of my bugbears like so just like wait until the story's finished and then you can fucking hate it by all means but yeah yeah i thought that worked well um with regards to just incredible <sighs> fucking why of all the people they could have put that belt on like let tommy have his moment the guy's been there since the fucking beginning Do you know what yeah. i mean he is he is one of the cornerstones of the company, like RVD is like raving to ECW. Yeah, like he's he's your white meat baby face. So let him have his moment. Like let him have a short run. It doesn't need to be anything fucking spectacular. It doesn't need to be long. But fuck it. Why? Why Justin? Like I, you could get your head around Raven coming out and costing it. Yeah, that that would have made a lot more sense given what was going on. Was it just done for the shock and surprise? I, I think. Don't... I think 
deep yeah. down, ECW is a heel company. In so just so if you think the Fed predominantly have always had the baby faces champion. Hogan Yeah, traditionally, yeah. Yeah, if Bruno, you look at, day, yeah. If you look at WCW, they've always had predominantly heel champs. Yeah. Hollywood and Hogan, Flair, Funk, Vader. ECW has pretty much been the same. Yeah. Fucking Douglas, Raven, Awesome. It is, yeah, is uh, a heel champion. Really sort of heel, wasn't it? Whereas, yeah. And if the thing is, what we obviously we don't know how bad Lance is fucked. Yeah. There may have been an early thought there by Paulie that if Lance is out for six to eight months. Mm. What do we do with Justin? He's already a bit of a dick. Yeah, can we elevate his twattiness to a main he, event? He is now mecha because he is pissed on. Yeah, yeah, and Mister ECW now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I suppose so. But just like, oh, like I'm not a just incredible fan. I don't get it. I don't. Let's hope it's a short run. This let's hope. Is, let's I, hope Tommy wins it back at the pay per view, or to give him the full like win. If you know what I mean, maybe they're yeah. waiting. But yeah, so, we shall see. But, ah, God, I just don't get it. I don't want to look at that fucking Jason twat. He looks like a right nonce. But if you look, other than you said, unless we turn Raven. Mm. And obviously, there's no Lance at the minute. So yeah. it's a bit, yeah, maybe it's a bit early to do pull the trigger with Rhino. Who is there that is a top heel? Well, the thing is, Raven and Dreamer were feuding. They've always so been that feuding. Yeah, but that would that not have made more sense for him to come out? Potentially, and be like, no, like you, like and antagonize him and do it. Like that would have made more sense to me than having just somebody. I get they've been planting the seeds with um, the impact players and Raven and things like that, with regards to they've had a bit of a feud going on and things like that. But I just, I just didn't get it. I don't know if there's something I missed. I'm just like, but have like. I, I mean, I, I just don't get it. Like, you didn't... The thing is, I, I get what you're saying about them being a heel company, but just a dreamer, hold on to it for a month or two. That would have been better than having fucking Aldo Montoya win the fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? It's just like... Aldo come out of nowhere to fucking win the bell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I just, as I say, I just don't get it. I don't understand the thought process behind it. But again, let's see where it goes. It may be a masterstroke if it means Dreamers 
maybe they think there's more money in the baby face chasing than the baby face holding. But we shall see. But I just think, would I put a belt on Justin Credible? Only to hold his jorts up, really. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? If, I just thought, oh, Lord. Is... But it just feels like we've discussed it so many times now, but it's that lack of depth in the yeah. roster. It causes shit like this. But... See, but the thing is, we might get, because obviously we've got the pay per view next month. We yeah. might get, you know, the film. We might get a chance. Of... Yeah, we might get Dreamer winning at a pay per view, which would be nice. So, Tommy might... getting a big, a big win. But yeah. again, you, I, I still look at that roster and just go, who else? Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. I mean, yeah, Rhino is a, but again, you're taking him out of what he's already doing, aren't you? Yeah, like so deeply involved with the TV title. Because the thing is, Gotta have a payoff for Rhino RVD. Yeah, yeah. But could the payoff be the world belt instead? Potentially. Do you know what I mean? And you RVD well... finally gets the the big one. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? That that again that would have made a lot more like I don't know a lot more sense. But to me, it would have made more sense. But yeah, it's it's one of those of uh, I think this month being a massive transition month of uh, yeah we need to see what comes into the pay per view. As I said, the only thing we know at the pay per view is Rhino will be defending the TV title against Sandman, and we will be getting Jerry Lynn versus RVD. Um, everything else is obviously up uh, up in the air at the minute, so. Uh, wait and see what we get next month yeah absolutely so it is that time to say thank you very much for coming on again for another wonderful ECW show you'll be back with us again next month to uh, discuss all things hardcore heaven absolutely yeah looking forward to some Jerry Lynn and RVD goodness it's been a while so yes I can always always have those um, this month on the Fed show uh, is Backlash, and uh, a couple of ex-hosts are coming back to be on that one. Ooh. You know, coming out of uh, pod retirement, the the ideas man, the guy who created this whole show, Mr. Bob Bamba, back on the show after two uh. years off. Um, and in WCW... Well, WCW is just, just going to be a whole experience. Yeah. Film stars being world champions and multiple title changes. Yeah. That's just... I, I feel for Eric and what he has to watch. It, <laughs> with the current state of WCW, it very much feels as though... It's a film editing suite and everything that got put on the fucking cutting room floor they use. <laughs> That's how I feel about modern WCW. It's the shit that everyone else would go, no, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, I have helped put shows together, as you're aware. Yes. And 
that's the sort of shit I'd come out with if I didn't have a filter. Like that's the that's the sort of stuff. I don't know if you're aware, but a lot of stand-up comedians, there's this joke called the aristocrats, and what they do is um, it basically works by you. It, the punchline's always the same, which is what's the name of your group? Oh, the aristocrats. But the whole idea of it is an improv thing where you just go, oh. Like a, like a family or something walks into like an audition and they're like, oh, tell us about your act. And you just have to come up with the weirdest, most disgusting and vile things. Like, oh, my four-year-old daughter wanks off a seal while I'm juggling fire and my wife's humping a bag of fish fingers and stuff like that. It's fucking yeah. absolutely insane. There's a whole, there was a documentary on, I don't know if it's up on YouTube. Um, And like when I used to help with the wrestling shows and we'd come up with ideas, we used to do something very similar where we'd just come up with the most stupid shit and then see if there was anything that was workable out of it. And I think they just come up with the stupid shit and forget about filtering it. And yeah. that's how it's, do you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. It's a wonderful it, world of WCW. The wonderful world. Like you look at where it was in 96 97 most of 98 to have that level of fucking full in such a short time it's monumental it's ridiculous it's off a cliff off a cliff so as always uh you can follow us on facebook and on twitter um patreon if you want to check us uh, a dollar, it does help with hosting fees. Mr. Yell, have you got anything that you would like to pimp away? Uh, not especially. Um, if you are bored and looking for things to do, um, Pro Wrestling Eve's YouTube channel are putting up full shows um, once a week, every other week or so. So they're always worth checking out. They're good shows. Um, I've been watching a lot of Major League Wrestling, which is fucking brilliant because the original La Park is in it. So yes, give that a watch. Um, that's about it, really. Nothing to plug for myself. Um, just again, everyone, I hope you're staying safe and I hope you're not overstocking on toilet rolls. Um, yep, yeah, let's see. You can follow me on Twitter at Yully Seventy Nine. Uh, that's with an IE, Y U L L I E 79. Uh, Chris is Lacey555666. And obviously, you can follow all the social needs for the actual podcast as well. And then, with that, we shall be back next month with Hardcore Heaven. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>